somewhere in the Houston Midtown area. It's the Sit Down with Slick Vic. Welcome everyone to the Sit Down with Slick Vic. I'm joined with uh, two old friends, uh, my co-host today, Ivan the Chef Cheeseman and Mark Arms, a TV producer. Mark, it's good to see you. It's been a while. Well, actually it was just the other day, but... Yeah, it's good to see y'all. <laughs> I, I listened to the last podcast you guys did, and then... What'd you think? It was good. Yeah? Yeah, I got obsessive. I get obsessive, so I was, like, immediately hitting up Victor. Yeah? Like, did... oh, let's, let's fucking hang out. I want to set the set the record straight on a couple things, but... Oh, uh, which one? No, but it was good. Oh, okay. Really... <laughs> uh, which thing do I want to set the record straight yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, I don't remember the episode. So your story about <laughs> getting kicked out of Kerr. Okay. Yeah, I think you brought that up. Couple discrepancies. Please. First of all, I was never a B student. <laughs> but I appreciate that. And by the way, you were like a little bit like Takashi Six Nine on that episode. You were just first name, last name, incriminating story. But uh Yeah, that was on Call for Cheese. Mostly oh, on your Oh yeah, that's though. right. I apologize for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I'm snitching everyone out today. Yeah. yeah. No, that's interesting cast, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, but the thing that I... Really, I just wanted to tell Victor about it, because I've had survivor's guilt from that moment Yeah. for a very long time. Yeah, because... in Okay, so you got some things wrong, but in the end, you are the hero of the story. Okay. So what happened was, it was not my weed. Okay. You and Orlando had some weed. All right. We were exempt from the toss <laughs> test. Also, I've heard... Toss was going on that day? Yeah. Okay. I've heard on the separate episodes of your show, too, the toss test gets brought up like every fucking episode. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, Wait a second. So we just were giving you a ride out of the... out Because we were all friends? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> so uh, I always felt like there was some compensation. You, you often came with Bud or... Oh, yeah. We're yeah. getting to that. Okay. okay so the, we were exempt from the toss test because uh-huh. we had gotten perfect scores on our end of course exam oh yeah we killed our fucking we we were smart fuck-ups right (laughs) so we didn't have to go to school that day until like 12 30 and so i had arranged it i said if you guys come and pick me up and take me to this girl's house Uh uh-huh yeah i'll give you 20 bucks and you guys can go to mcdonald's and buy, smoke your blunt and just like ball out at McDonald's. Oh. And then you guys come back and pick me up. Yeah, we didn't go to McDonald's. And the girl wasn't, she didn't have the toss test because she, we I think she was a freshman. We with that money. <laughs> no, you already had weed. <laughs> okay. You had weed. And so you guys, I, you guys dropped me off at her house and then you went and got McDonald's and then you came back and picked us up and we all smoked like you had like this much of a joint left and maybe maybe some weed i think and uh we kind of smoked the rest of that joint and this was like early one early on when you start getting high at school it's like really Mm -hmm. fucking fun you know yeah yeah but we we got we got back to the parking lot and you guys get out and i see orlando just fucking tuck the weed into his like mid console and i go i don't know if you remember this i go dude what the fuck is wrong with you? Take that shit inside. Dude, the dogs only come in the parking lot. They n- they never walk them through our school, 
you know? Sure. And this was like an argument that went on for like 45 seconds. And then you guys overruled me. And so then we went back into the school. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we went back There's into so the much school. so detail into the story. <laughs> oh, cause I, I, dude, because I've had survivor's guilt. I don't remember. Because of your heroic act, I've had survivor's guilt this whole time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we're in the, we all go to our separate class and Kerr was, it had centers, not classrooms. So there was like the English center. So yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. grade nine I through 12. Kerr, by the way. That I was a great school. Yeah. Uh, grade nine through 12 English classes all in one room. And you do, you can either do it at your own here. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Everybody. Yeah, absolutely. These are my good friends from A-Leaf here. Um, so we're sitting, we're all in our different centers and I look out the fucking window and I see that dog pop out of a fucking car. Oh, yeah. So you're in the social study center. I'll never forget this. You were in the social study center. And I came in. You could just walk in. It wasn't like a classroom <laughs> setting. There was just, it was a yeah, giant you just fucking out room. Of back door of the center you were in and just fucking. Yeah. It was, yeah. And they didn't even care if you left, remember? Yeah. I would walk to Funplex. But <laughs> I go to the social study center. I go, dude, the fucking dog is out there. And I'm not gonna fucking I'm not gonna throw you under the bus on light on the air, but you were scared. Sure. Uh, you were fucking scared. Yeah. And like, yeah, with every fucking <laughs> And you're you were begging me that I had to go out and get it out of the car. You said you weren't gonna throw me under the bus. Yeah, no, I didn't. Okay. I'll tell you after the mics are off exactly okay. what you said. But um so then Was we, it something like you're you're white, you have like your whole no. life ahead of you? No, what? it was no, it was like Go ahead, let's do it. It's cringy. Let's ooh. Well, I mean, this is fucking twenty years ago. Yeah, it is twenty. Yeah, years. let's We're go. All f- Come on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you're like, please, please, like you, you have man. to go. Yeah, and I was just like, it made me feel so fucking bad because I'd never seen a man or a peer do that, you know. <laughs> so I felt, I felt really bad that I didn't go, mm-hmm. and. uh I said, dude, I don't even have the fucking keys. It's Orlando's car. So we went to Orlando's uh, quote-unquote classroom, giant room with a bunch of fuck-ups in there. So I, we got, we went and told Orlando and we're all standing outside and I said, dude, go get in your fucking car and just leave. Like, get in your car and start it and leave. And like, you might get in trouble for like leaving school early, but that ain't shit compared to like what's about to happen. And that motherfucker started trembling. Do you guys still know him? Is he going to hear this? No, no. He's like in um, fucking Nacogdoches working for his wife's uh, dad. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, well, he probably because he lacks initiative. Yeah. Because <laughs> I told that motherfucker, go out there. Get in the fucking car and drive. He fucking, he fucking freaks out, clams up, and then... Both of you were trying to put the keys in my hand to do it. God. But I used, I had this great leverage that You're I told you. You're the sober one. No, I smoked. I, I finished the roach. Oh, okay. You know. But, um, yeah, I, I told them, I said, or I told you guys, like, don't, you got to bring it in, you know? Yeah, yeah. You That's, were also kind of the leader at this time. You were like, you were one of the leaders of the fucking school. The other one was your rival, Jason Hambright, who's... Oh, that motherfucker. <laughs> we'll get into him. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. He's a totally obscurity now, though. 
Oh yeah, he had so much potential. Oh, I had a great moment where I fucking everything you vanquished him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, no, but it happened like it happened like Whole Foods, uh, Kroger's oh, on Kroger's, Kroger's uh. on on like Maine by okay, NRG. Okay. We're, we're where digressing. are we going? Where were we? Um, oh, so, so Orlando and I are, are little bit bitch pussies. Uh, no, and I am too because I won't go out there and do it. <laughs> sure. Um, and so I. I look out the window and the fucking dog walks up to Orlando's car. He had a big, ugly car. What was that? Oh, I don't remember. It was like a Bronco or something. No, it blazer. was like, it was a blazer. No, it wasn't a fucking SUV. This shit looked like something out of a pimp movie. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was like his it was grandma gave him a, a fucking car or, or, some or shit. Lincoln or something. Had those shit. crazy right. handles where it's like a metal and you have to push in the uh. button and like <laughs> yank with all your strength and shit. Yeah, it was yeah. like a pooty tang car. Yeah, yeah. And so then we. Uh. Uh, so with the dog just sat down this dog just like i i smell something damn slits sits down donezo so we all kind of just shit our pants and go back to our classrooms right try and like act like everything's cool and i'm sure we're all saying our little prayers to our different versions of god God. (laughs) and and, uh you've already had your spiritual awakening yeah, I had already had it. <laughs> so me and God, were, we were on the level, dude. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. but yeah, so we all go back to the classrooms. Holy shit, if you have to edit this out, you can't. <laughs> uh, we go back to our classrooms, and then I, it was like Orlando. What was his last name? Mendoza? Yeah, or- Orlando Mendoza. Orlando Mendoza, come to the front of the line. <laughs> and I go, ah, fuck. We're fucked now. <laughs> like, we're all fucked. Yeah fucking 30 minutes goes by ivan cheeseman report to at this point i've got i'm shitting and pissing my pants and like oh my life's over and blah 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 yeah yeah and for the next two hours then nothing the bell rings and that's why you're the hero of this story because like you like orlando ratted you out like a little fucking rat dirty fucking rat fink dude Mm. he fucked you you know yeah but uh you didn't fuck me and so in my life dude if i would have went to alc <laughs> oh yeah they'd, they'd, holy fuck dude they'd have turned you out yeah <laughs> they'd have ate your booty mark <laughs> i was like a, a theater kid you know yeah, yeah yeah i remember i was in rushmore yeah yeah mark yeah. was this a uh monumental moment in your life here this could have totally shot you a whole different direction i've had a bunch of moments like that in my life where i i barely get away with something (laughs) and uh i mean i'm riddled with guilt all the time wait was that it that's it i didn't rat you out oh you didn't rat me out yeah okay and then you know you went to alc and we kind of like would hang out after school from time to time but did you uh, notice me get harder at all oh like right after you went to alc like i came over your house one day and i was like i don't know if you remember this i'm like trying to get you to uh jump from your roof into a recycling bin oh yeah yeah. because i just started watching jackass (laughs) and i was like this show is fucking funny dude and i had that camera that i had just gotten yeah yeah and you were like no man you, you already started talking about hood. You're like, nah, man. <laughs> like, you're not really. But you were. You just go, I'm making hash. And I, I go, what the fuck is that? And I go and look, and you've just got the gnarliest, shittiest Reggie's yeah. just soaking in alcohol. Yeah. And then you would hang it and dry it, 
and be like, yeah, smoke this. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, I remember getting a fucking headache and getting like super like lightheaded, and like thinking that was real hash until I went to uh, I went to the Middle East and got I got Lebanese hash. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. And I realized it doesn't. That's nothing like what Ivan told me. But I, <laughs> yeah, I turned down hash at times because I was like, I don't want weed soaked in fucking rubbing alcohol. That's disgusting. Oh fuck! But uh, no, let's go. At, that's out of the way. Maybe just edit all of that out. <laughs> no, no, I feel pretty good about that. All right. Yeah, yeah everything's fine. We're all good. Everything's yeah. fine. You said you were. Uh, you you went to his house to to record him jumping from a roof into a recycling. Oh, there was bin. all kinds of pitches. We were, we were doing no, like, no. But I'm just curious. Uh, is this one of the f- beginning stages of you filming shit, or oh, shit. had you filmed shit before that? I had this weird thing to where I always wanted to work in TV. I grew up like I sat like an inch from the fucking TV. I like uh, I used to record television. Uh, I, I asked for a karaoke machine for Christmas one year. And they were like, why the fuck do you want that? And it was literally so I could hang the microphone, because I had one of those TV with the knobs, you know? I would hang the microphone right next to where the audio out for the TV was, and I would just record television onto audio tapes, because my parents, when they wanted to fuck with me, they'd take away my television. <laughs> but I was so addicted to television that I, then I would just put it, like, these tapes. I had, like, shit, hundreds of fucking tapes that just, like, Rugrats and, like, <laughs> all sorts of shit like that, and The Simpsons and, like... Yeah, I would just yeah. put the tapes in and just listen to them. You gave me a Pete and Pete tape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's genius. Yeah, yeah. They take over the TV, but you still have it. Because yeah. you, you already seen the episode. It's in your mind. Right. You, you're just looking at the audio, and still you can close your eyes and see still it. Still love yeah. Pete and Pete. <laughs> but that was, that was one of the first things I filmed. What's <laughs> funny is that when I met Ivan, uh, so I had went to this really hood middle school, and it sucked because I was not hood at all. <laughs> and, like, I didn't... It just was not... It I wasn't, wasn't hood either when you start when it clicked up at first. I was... I mean, I was poor, you yes. know? Yes, we <laughs> but, like, I just was never, like... And then I wasn't that into it. And uh, <laughs> we... Uh, then I went to Kerr. <clears throat> Ivan was doing video with this guy named Jason Hambright. Mm, yeah, yeah. He uh he did a the, like the Christmas Carol with you. Remember that he like reenacted the Christmas Carol. Oh or, yeah, yeah, I thought you were gonna talk about um fucking um shit. What was it called? Um, Smile and nod. What is that? that you remember familiar. like the improvisation or not the improvisational the fucking the the year review of bullshit that happened at Kerr that we like created into a play for Kerr. No, I don't remember that. Ah, oh, you fucker. That's like one of my proudest works. <laughs> but I wasn't involved, right? No, you weren't. You weren't. That's probably why I blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas Carol I'm kind was of actually a narcissist. retarded. That was like the, the no, most but retarded to me, fucking thing. See, to did. me, it wasn't. like the Christmas. They made a Christmas Carol. And I think Ivan played the ghost of Christmas. What was it? The ghost of Christmas past? Yeah, or something? yeah. You were just wrapped in toilet paper. I remember that. <laughs> it's just like hanging from you so you look ghoulish. And he was yeah. so fucking funny in that that I immediately was like, I got to steal this guy away from this guy yeah, and start yeah, making yeah. videos. And do you remember like yeah, how it was fierce, this tug of war where fiercely I, like, competitive with that guy? Yeah. And it like me, it was just me. 
and like him, he had like nine, ten motherfuckers in his like clip. A little troop, yeah. Yeah, it was me, and I think like every now and then I like Austin, Austin Byers. Byers. It was just like a, just a fucking. I love Austin actually. You, you follow him on Facebook? No, well, he, he's yeah, got now a lot he's of crazy. problems. Now he's yeah, all he's got a lot up. of problems. Now he's all <laughs> fucked up. But back then he was—I don't know. There was something funny about him. There was fucking something funny about yeah, him. Yeah, he was an odd-looking guy. He had a funny, funny take on things. But I thought yeah. Ivan was like. Uh, uh, I thought Ivan was like, oh, if I just get Ivan, all those other dudes are <laughs> like, if I just get Ivan. <laughs> Uh, we'll make some stuff and we'll probably be famous. And uh, yeah, I was I was always amazed by you. So when you left Kerr, that was to me that was a that was a blow. Wow. And I always felt bad that you know that I I was like, how can I pay this guy back someday for not ruining my life? Because <laughs> at that time, you know, like Orlando didn't think twice about ruining yours. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was uh, you're you're a fucking Jedi, dude. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Damn. I think you're fucking retarded for even taking the charge. It wasn't even your weed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you just were in trouble because, like, you smelled like it. No. Did, who got caught? Who got busted? It was theirs. Orlando, right? Orlando, yeah. yeah. And it, and it's fucking. Um, you know, it's if it was on his property. This it's is like automatic. Zero if Shit. you go, if if it's if it's the law, straight up, it's his. It's immediately his because it was in his property, uh, but I was a fucking I really was pretty crazy. It was easy to do all this exhibitionist stuff. Because did he convince you to say that? Did Orlando convince you? Or did you just there was this record. I mean, there was this discourse going on. They let you guys sit next to each other and get and your story straight. Out. Yeah, and talk it out. And uh, wow, idiots. And, and that was the fucking thing. I was like, I was like, damn. If I'm being real with myself, uh, I don't know what my future is going to be. I have no ambition. I have no like plan or real like uh, goals or safety net. I can probably go through this and it like and come out the other end without it having made a difference ultimately in my life. That's pretty fucking altruistic because Orlando was like, it's Ivan's like, you know, <laughs> but he was like. We were all GT kids. I got, yeah, I, got yeah. I had been kicked out of all my GT classes freshman year because I didn't do. My I was still in history and English. Yeah, yeah. you guys were GT kids, and yeah. I was like the GT kid that was there for two days, and then they fucking <laughs> knocked me down. Oh shit! And that was the other thing is uh, it wasn't even about the weed, Mark. They wanted us out of that school because we were doing the, it. Was fucking Chuck Palahniuk had just. Uh, oh my god the fight Fight club Club. yeah fight club fucking came out so now we're fucking in all the hallways beating each other no the bathrooms we would have a serious fight club in the bathroom and do you and it bled out into like us hanging out after school god we were fucking (laughs) but the uh the uh do you remember the one person who beat you um no it was me what? <laughs> and what's so crazy is that that's the only fight I ever engaged in. I haven't fought like 10, 15 motherfuckers. I was such a pussy that I never fought anybody. And then How'd you get me? One night, we were really high, and uh, everyone was pressuring us to fight. And you had a bad leg. You remember that? Yeah. You had a bad leg. And I just, <laughs> I went for that fucking leg, dude. I fucking, like Goldberg, like Goldberg, I shouldered that fucking leg, brought him down to the ground, and just, like, ah! yeah, and, and you were in so much pain that when I was on top of you, 
But I wouldn't punch you in the face. I remember that. I was punching you in the chest and shit. It was dumb. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You fought like you just you were destroying people. You were like your size in tenth yeah, grade. Yeah, yeah. You were destroying these little kids, and <laughs> I was I was a pussy. I didn't want to get hit. So yeah, I never landed a hit on you. That's right. Yeah, because you fell like one second in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's fucking how you do it, though. Man. Yeah, that's how you. This is basically do an analogy it. for my life. Today on this podcast, <laughs> I want to tell you about the advantages of insincerity. I want to talk about lying to people who deserve to be lied to until you just get your shit where it needs to be. Mm. Um, and I also want to take a moment to acknowledge Ivan for uh, your hero. You know. Yeah. Bad legs. Yeah. Yeah. So what video did you guys end up doing together? Did you do some videos together? Man, I think I, I did get him to jump into that recycling <laughs> bin. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. But it was around that time he was already in ALC when I when I finally got a camera. Yeah. So it was like we kind of started. I got into skateboarding. He wasn't into that. And so it's just kind of like, you know, we kind of just started hanging out with different fools. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. Went down two different paths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. where did uh, where did you go, Mark? Uh, Ivan's not important right now. Hey. Uh, <laughs> we covered you last week. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, you, mentioned skate- <laughs> you mentioned skateboarding. Did you? Uh... Yeah, I started skateboarding. Um, I wasn't, uh, I was less than stellar at it. I was all right, you know, but you were, um, you, were uh, you did rollerblade before that, though. Well, let's just make this clear: it's in the context of roller hockey. I wasn't. No, no, we go to Star Roller Rink, and I was the re- I worked there. Remember, I was the oh. referee guy that oh, yeah, 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 yeah. like went around and told people to con- like chill the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got my first kiss at that roller rink. Yeah, no, it's it good shit over there. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the uh, what was it light light? Uh, the one off of fucking Cook before. It yeah, the Zenith. Zenith, yeah, yeah, Zenith. Yeah. It was called Starlight or something for yeah. a while, but Zenith when we were. In a, of and then age. I assume that, I, I don't know. I I guess the poorer you get, the less you you skate, because that was like the shittiest part of town. And then people, then they get closed down. Yeah, well, that was like a weird. You know, when we went to Dairy Ash Rollering, people had like expensive speed skates, and when you go into Zenith, it was like you know seventies like hood skating. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was like a different vibe. <laughs> R.I.P. Zenith. What were we talking about? Yes. Uh, skateboarding. You skateboarding. Skateboarding. I was not uh, fantastic at it. I wasn't as good as my friends, and I'm a competitive guy, so that kind of pissed me off. And then uh, part of it was like I was just not willing to get hurt. Like I was in the Fight Club. Like I was just <laughs> like I don't want to get fucked up. And uh, so I started filming it. So kind of the first things that I started making that anyone was like, hey, that's pretty fucking good, was uh, skate videos. And, um, yeah, from there... uh, This is when you started working at Journeys, too? Uh, Yeah, around that same time, yeah. Yeah, working at Journeys was... uh, I guess that you were around for that. Yeah, and yeah. Oshman's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't just totally drift. We were we'd pop in and out. Yeah, we check in on each other. Yeah, we still both loved weed, and that's like yeah. the, <laughs> that's the thing that 
really brings motherfuckers together. <laughs> so you're doing the skateboarding. You're you're doing you, you know the the music correlation. I'm assuming that's maybe how you started doing like music videos. Was it like did the bands go, hey man, look at that skateboarding video. Those are awesome. You want to do a music video? How did that? No, not at all. It was uh, so. This is uh, here's a here's a part about where lying will get you ahead. <laughs> so. I went to a uh, like a shitty film school at HCC course, and uh, I found out that they have they had a cinematography class, right? And if you signed up, it was like cheap. It was like three hundred, four hundred bucks. Nice. If you signed up, they gave you thirty thousand feet of sixteen millimeter film. Right? Nice. Wow. So that that's like I don't know about three, four thousand dollars worth of film at least. So I asked the dude, I said, can I take this course four times? <laughs> like, like, so my schedule was literally cinematography 101, cinematography 101, cinematography 101, cinematography 101. So I went and uh, I stayed in the class until the day that they, uh, they gave us all our film. They gave us the back. And then I never showed up until it was the day to, the day to return it on the syllabus. And I returned it and they developed it. And then I returned the day that we were supposed to get our film back, and then I got it, and then I never went back. So I'm pro- I probably failed those classes, but sure. I only attended three times. Wow! Um, but uh, all four of them? Yeah. <laughs> so twelve times. Yeah, but for like you know, but for like a little over a grand, like I had like thirty thousand dollars worth of fucking, you know. Yeah, yeah. Film. It was crazy. You should have done it again and that's probably bad math but uh, <laughs> i had a lot of fucking film so then i started i started like shooting some film and be like yeah i'm an artist kind of thing and you know this is fucking some horrible things i made then but is there I, a library of this stuff yeah the archives i have <laughs> i have all there is some fucking horrible shit in the archives yeah but i uh because i got all that film and i i got a camera i learned how to load and unload a roll of film which is not like doing it in a photo camera like you you have to do it basically blind you have to stick your hands in a dark area and just do it all without looking because you flash the side the entire side of the roll of film and there'll be a big splash of orange on the entire thing so i learned how to do that and because i learned how to do that at the time uh rap music in houston was like getting really big is this still practiced or are you like part of like this final fucking generation of learning this way of fucking doing this shit yeah there's some there's some <clears throat> idiots that still do it but you know it's like why would you do it's that it's all digital now so. yeah it's all yeah, digital yeah. now. wow um and it's cool i'm nostalgic for it but like do you think it affected the way you approach your craft <sighs> my whole approach has been like falling ass backwards into lucky situations Mm, that sounds solid but it did affect it because (laughs) i got all that film i learned how to load film and because of that when they started shooting some of these big rap videos in houston like one of the first um videos i worked on was uh ugk's like the game belonged to me video yeah yeah. didn't you also do uh, and you're probably not going to like this reference but uh south park mexican yeah i shot a video for south park mexican i think south park he did some horrible shit Right, yes, why I assume yes. you, you but every now and reference. then, listen to the Block on Rock or Hustle Town. <laughs> I can't, it's I'm, pretty fucking good. I really like his music, to be honest with you. Just, I mean, I know he did a bunch of fucked up shit, and I don't support it, and I'm totally not about like, you know, defending good art, 
you know, just because it's good. It's, fuck it. Some things should fade away. I mean. But I fucking enjoy the shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I did the South Park Maxim video, but a lot. But his, his shit was still like hood and shot you on You did a uh, carousel? Was that it? No. It was one that, what, funny enough, he was already in prison. So I already knew he had done a bad thing, but I needed the money. So <laughs> he was in prison, and we shot a bald dude with a, uh, or he was a Mexican dude with a, a like a really high uh, ball fade, a southwest fade. And we just shot the back of his head in a jail cell, and we pretended it was Carlos. <laughs> but, um, and then there was a little story that went along with it in the video. But, uh, yeah, the game belonged to me. The uh, Mr. Jones, like the uh, back then video. There was a guy named Dr. Teeth in town who was a director, and he did a lot of the the quintessential like uh, still tipping video, right? It was wow. like crazy going into that was world. Was it still millimeter? Thirty-five millimeter. Wow. Thirty-five millimeter. But uh, I remember watching this shit on like Channel Seventeen. Oh yeah, Street Flavor. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, and that shit. And there'd cra- also be like little flashes of porn in between clips and shit. What's yeah, crazy is that they marketing. got they uh, those those videos ended up on MTV eventually because it was really? like oh, catching yeah. on. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But um, uh, I started doing a lot of assistant work and like loading, and I was like learning a lot about the craft because I was just watching what everyone's kind of role was and what they did. And these rap videos, they weren't like LA. They're they were they were low but they when I say low budget these video budgets at the time were like two hundred grand. When you say low budget now, you mean like five hundred dollars because of the change Digital. in technology. Sure. You know, people throwing salt in the game. But they <laughs> they were big budget fucking videos. I mean, we would shoot a lot of film, and but it was still like kind of a hood production in, in that uh, there wasn't a whole lot of people doing stuff. So I learned a lot of like practical techniques really quick, and. Um, then eventually I was doing camera assistant work and it was my job to load the cameras and all that stuff. And then at night I was supposed to take the cameras home and clean the gate and clean it out and everything. So one night I just said, oh yeah, I'm going to take them home and clean them out. But I had already scheduled, I was going to shoot a music video that night in a, a Kat Doika's, uh, I don't know if you remember her, in her, uh, con- she had, her dad owned a convenience store. And I was like, oh, I could shoot a music video in there. And so, uh, yeah, I took them home one night. Is this an A-Leaf? This, uh, uh, I lived in A-Leaf, but the convenience store was in Fort Bend somewhere. But yeah, I shot, so my first music video was that video. And it, it's actually, I mean, it's still pretty, I, I'm not like super embarrassed of it. I've got stuff that I've done way more recent that I'm way more embarrassed of. <laughs> it was a pretty decent video to begin with. And that kind of, uh, that was kind of just like, that opened the door into Montrose because then, all the it, the it was for a band called the Dimes, which was like kind of an up and coming band, but they were young. Now they're called Young Mammals. Oh yeah, yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, but um, that kind of opened the scene, and then I started meeting a lot of the. I knew the rap guys already, but then now I, I kind of started meeting uh, other bands in town that I like, like the Fatal Flank Guillotines and and shit like that. And that's kind of that's what kind of got me in with. That's how I that's how I ended up leaving A Leaf and hanging out with mostly like bohemian fuck-ups you know <laughs> yeah 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 you were one of the first people you know what that was that was cool about that though is that you stayed here you remember there was like this exodus of fucking artists around that time to uh fucking new orleans new york los angeles i know you eventually made your jump but you were a part of establishing a scene that was up and coming at that time 
and you know every like 10 years of revitalization happens from a different generation but you were part of that you know bring bringing us a cohesive scene into mantras that's nice of you to say yeah you were the first you were like the first fucking you know you were one of my uh open doors into there also oh really i didn't even know that yeah how did the uh your ties with the uh, free press how did how did that all begin because oh, yeah. i know you were like there from, from the ground floor right yeah i was pretty i was there i used to drop your name all the time man well, hold on for a second sorry hey uh you see that first one the first knob turn it to the middle it's on right i think it's raining oh is that rain is that oh, rain? I, yeah, yeah oh, that's okay. rain it's been raining oh okay yeah. Yeah. i thought that was the thing that was on yeah. no no it's rain okay what were we talking about Oh, uh, the the free press. How did you? Uh, free press. So, I wasn't there in the beginning. The beginning. The beginning of free press happened in two thousand one. It was basically an anti-war paper, uh, like a, it was basically a zine that like uh, they had a bunch of different. But the main theme was uh, uh, going to war in Iraq is wrong. And at that point, I was still in high school. I was eventually kicked out of Kerr as well. <laughs> I ended up going to Elsick, but right. Uh, you know, it's like maybe a half step down from ALC. <laughs> we we are allowed to have sharp pencils and yeah. shoelaces, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't that tight. There's no windows. It's basically prison to pipeline shit. You remember that uh, hallway that always smelled like pee? Yeah. Yeah. The pee hallway, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 2001 is when it started. I graduated O two, and I would say... By 2003, four, I had met uh, a buddy of mine, Shelby, that you know as well, and uh, he was doing graphic design for him. And uh, I was like, "Oh, well, do you guys need a photographer? Or do you guys ever want to make videos?" And so I made a commercial for the first uh, Westheimer block party that we mm-hmm. did right over here, and it played on MTV. And like that, you know. That to me was like, oh shit! I'm, little did I know, like, oh, it just played in our local market. Like, uh, it, you right. know, it just played yeah, for yeah. <laughs> it just played for people on a certain zip code in, yeah. on MTV based on the ad sales. But uh, uh, yeah, I did that, and um, then I kind of just I became really good friends with those guys, and I was there from I guess probably 2004 or five until you know about a year ago when it all came crashing down, but. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, it. I kind of, I never got too serious into narratives. I always felt kind of uh, weird about sitting and be like, yeah, I want to tell the story of blah, blah, blah. I always liked, uh, like a music video, I like the idea of like, and for one thing, it's easier not to have to shoot dialogue and all that kind of stuff. But um, Somehow I just kind of got washed up in music because a lot of that free press stuff turned into concert coverage and interviews with bands and yeah. uh, stuff like that. And then once the festival kicked up, I, I did all the videos for the festival and then the marketing and stuff. So uh, it was kind of always music centered. You said coverage of a lot of bands. Uh, I know you've always, I mean, I, I think when I met you, it was like in high school, you were re- you were always big into music, you know. What's like the biggest... Uh, artist or band that you talked to that was just kind of like for you kind of like God, for me for you yeah for me and for the rest of the people listening <laughs> it's probably way different like uh you know during the course of all the festivals like i'd meet you know insane people like kendrick lamar and yeah uh, I love kendrick lamar fucking you know 
the dudes from, you know, we, like we had crazy festivals. So it was like Aphex Twin and Bjork. Isn't like a poet, poet laureate? A poet, poet laureate? Who? A Kendrick Lamar? Yeah, pro- yeah probably. Yeah. But uh, to me, the most like fucking mindfuck experience, I think, uh, is probably when I met the Deftones, which was like... Nice. Yeah. <laughs> because like Ivan could tell you I was like a super Deftones yeah, yeah. fucking fanatic. So when Still I met him, around the fur. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's the only one that held up, you know, with all that shit we were listening to. Yeah. But <laughs> meeting them was kind of crazy because it was just like, wow, I would have never thought I would have met these guys, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I never fanned out too much. I fanned out kind of embarrassingly on the Deftones and also uh, this band, The Locust. I kind of fanned out on them pretty bad. But uh, And those are like bands that no one cared about at the fest. But... <laughs> <laughs> Die Antwoord was cool. It's kind of a bummer. Celebrities suck. You know? For the most part, it's like, dude, if you ever get a chance to meet one, just don't fucking do it. It's it's a bummer almost every time. But every now and then there's some cool ones. So you're involved with Free Press. Um, this is when, uh, I remember you were, you were telling me a story the other day. I, th- I thought it was a pretty cool story. Uh, when you ended up doing the video for uh, LCD Sound System. Yeah, uh, home, right? That's the name of the video. Yeah, home. yeah. This is another example. This is example number two of where lying <laughs> will get you everywhere. Um, <laughs> a friend, a friend of mine uh, that I had met, I think uh, we met on a production. That he he was from L.A. He was like flown into town to work on something, and we just got along real good, and we kind of kept in touch. And uh, I he told me at one point he wanted to shoot a music video. Um, for LCD sound system and he had a, a storyboard and all this stuff and he sent it to him and they were just kind of like never you know they didn't respond would you you know <laughs> and uh, they uh, they didn't respond and I said hey man why don't we just fucking shoot it on spec you know uh, we just shoot it and then send it to him and then that way it's like much easier for them to tell if they are like you still it. working with 35 millimeter at this time oh fuck no Okay. <laughs> no, I shot all that shit from college in like a month, and uh, yeah, no. At this time, we had it was like emerging digital technologies coming out. Oh, at the time of the LCD sound system video, the Red Cam had come out. We shot it on a Red Cam. It was mm. the first. It was like Red Cam. I remember reading the serial number on the bottom. It was like forty-seven. It was like one of the first Red Cams. Oh, nice. Um, this guy had bought one of the first ones, and. Um, so I said, just bring your camera down here. And, like, this was already, like, year two or three into Summerfest. And I had a lot of, like, relationships down here. And I was like, dude, we could get all, you know, shooting a music video in L.A. It's like, dude, to shoot in your own apartment, you have to, like, go and pay the city, like, a certain amount of shit. It's, you know, people, for the most part, don't do it. But they're very, like, savvy to it. So if you're somewhere shooting that you shouldn't be, they kick you right the fuck out. But in Houston, it, like, when you do that, people are, like, psyched. Like, oh, you're shooting for my barbecue place? Like, and they're, you know, like, psyched about it. Right. So I said, man, just bring a camera down to Houston and, like, uh, because you don't know any girls or any of that. He's kind of, a, you know, he's yeah. kind of a re- recluse. And uh, I was like, yeah, I know all these people out here we can put in the video. It'll be good. Yeah. And so um, we started to, to kind of map that out and uh, – I was lying to people like a motherfucker because a lot of them didn't want to help. 
Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, it's for LCD sound system. And they, they were like blowing up at the time, you know? Right. Yeah, it's for LCD sound system. Well, are you sure? I'm like, dude, would I fucking yeah. lie to you? And uh, so we got all these. We got a bunch of different locations. We got uh, a bunch of bars. I ended up uh, at Summerfest like having, for those of you, majority of you who haven't seen it, it's about a robot. Yeah, we yeah. built and it's a good me and my dad built that robot it looks fucking good doesn't it yeah, it does. yeah. and uh we uh so we got the robot to come out on stage hey who some, was in the robot fabian vargas you know him uh very little guy there. he's got a lot of chest hair but he looks forever young he looks like he's like <laughs> did he do bike polo yeah 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 i know yeah um and he was actually we had a light bright as the mm-hmm. uh the face and had put like the pegs in, you know, so it would light up. But we couldn't power it. We were like, "Fuck! Wh- how would we power this fucking thing?" So I, we put a backpack on him that he had to wear inside the robot. <laughs> this was like AC, the arms were AC duct, uh, and then he had pooper scoopers inside the clamp, <laughs> the clamp ones, so that he could make. It. Then he had a backpack on that had a car battery in it, and we plugged the light, ba- the light bright into the car battery, so it would stay lit while he walked around. I'm lying to people. We're using all these locations. Uh, got you, the, you got my friends uh, Maria Hag and Chris Patterson in there. Yeah, we shot. Is it. that Chris? One of Chris Patterson, who's also a film. Yeah, or, he's a film guy too. Yeah, was that one of his first experiences? Were you? What was your relationship with him at that time? How did you know him? Uh, it was kind of like it was. It was a little bit hostile. <laughs> we were friendly to each <laughs> other, but it was just like uh, I think he looked at me and saw Jason Hambright. Mm. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's limited fucking scraps to fight over in Houston. So sure, like sure. when you meet someone else who wants those scraps, you're just like fuck you and your bone spurs, dude. <laughs> so that's kind of the relationship we had. Yeah, but yeah. oddly enough, we shot that scene at his house. Wow. Remember that? It was the the Indy Houston house. I didn't realize. It's just like a party house. That's yeah. where we shot one one of the mini scenes in that house and got a bunch The the only overhead I had in that video was I bought 3 kegs just to like get people nice. to show up so i brought yeah. one to that house and we shot you and like established like a a cool group of kids after that video that was like always around i think it was while we were there that um people were like like super psyched and they're feeling good and they're yeah, getting yeah. drunk and they start That's what i'm talking about is a part of the cohesion. they start but then How they start but then they fuck up and they start tweeting like at the at lcd sound system Hashtag official video for home and shit. These motherfuckers. <laughs> they fucking like 30 or 40 of them fucking tweet that shit. Next thing I know, someone comes up, uh, LCD Sound System just tweeted, they don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm caught. And then I was like, uh, I just got to go deeper with this, you know? So I go, I just got off the phone with their social media manager. He's a fucking idiot. They apologized to me, all right? I started telling them that LCD sound system and just, James Murphy just called me and apologized, right? Personally. And uh, it kind of put him back in their place for a minute because I lied with such gusto that they just had no choice but to accept it. Wow. And um, then I was like, oh, I'm really fucked now. If they don't fucking get by this video, I'm really super yeah. fucked, right? And have so, to move to LA or New York. So we finished the video. It's a lot of locations. I would recommend looking it up if you if you want if you care. Where you can we shit. look up this LCD sound yeah, system? You go on YouTube and just type in LCD sound system home. So we we finished the video. Um, shot all around Houston over about a week. 
the robot by the end was fucking falling apart. Uh, <laughs> in the video too. Yeah, that's why. That's kind of why we did that because yeah. it, it had been damaged. So we were like, it has to. We actually didn't know how we were going to end the video uh, while we were shooting it. We'd only written about three quarters of the way through because we didn't use index cards. And uh, the, that was. That was, I was actually like having a panic attack about that the whole time because I was like, this all looks good, but we've got no ending. And if wow. you watch the ending, it sucks. Uh, it was like, uh, some people are like, you know, really fucking dull and they'll be like, that was amazing, that ending, you know. But it was like some, I don't even get it in it really, you know. <laughs> um, so we, we, we finish it, we send it to LCD Sound System. Uh, two weeks goes by, don't hear anything. People are like, uh, whoa, when's the video coming out? When's the video coming out? Oh, fuck, man. I'm about to have to move. I, I really was like, I'm like, I was about to move out of the city. Then we get a fucking, we get a fucking call back or we get an email back and it's LCD Sound System and they're like, we love this video. We absolutely want this video. Like, like how much do you want for it? We're like, oh, fuck. You know, like, it, it, that's one of those moments where you're like, I made it. Like, you know, like, yeah. oh, from now on, like, what's next? Like, uh, you know, yeah. and, uh, so they go, yeah, we want to buy it. How much do you want? We told them some fucking, it was a dumb number. We were like, oh, the, the thousand bucks? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> we, like at this point, like I would have paid them a thousand bucks just to put it out so that I didn't have to move. Moving's expensive. So uh, they, they, they say, okay, cool. Our legal team's going to get with you. And the legal team got with me. Uh, do you have release forms for all these people? Lie number three. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, we got all we we have release forms. So then I spend the night. You guys can't see this, but Mark's response he winced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm wincing more and more as this process goes on. I I use my left hand and right hand and nine different pins to like make up fucking names off the top of my Davidson Peterson. Like you know, just what I'm just like okay. So I send these all over to the lawyer. <laughs> and I think the lawyer saw it and was like, oh, okay, uh, what the fuck is this? And so he kind of put me on ice for about a month. He was like, okay, well, we're going to get all this together and file this and blah, 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 and license the music to you so you can put it, so you can have it as well, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then a a month, another month goes by. And at this point, it's been like three and a half, four months, and like people are like really breathing down my neck to see it. Cause I like promised the world to all these people. It was like, a real thing. Like <laughs> people were providing booze and like letting us use their clubs and shit. Like yeah. with the promise it was going to show up in a music video. And, uh, then I get a, then I get a call and it's the manager and he's like, uh, uh, LCD sound system is breaking up. So we don't want your video anymore. What? Yeah. And, uh, this is me and my partner when I say me, I mean me and Rick, right? We're, we're both dealing with it. And uh, we don't want any more. They're breaking up. But, hey, you can release it. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Like, I, now I've been telling people the truth for once that you guys were about to release it any minute. The one time I've told the truth in this whole process, and you made that a fucking lie, right? And uh, they they said, you can release it. So, I, I, you know, me and Rick talked, and we were like, fuck it, man. Let's put it on Vimeo and just fucking share it and. Maybe people like it enough that they won't like you know totally hate us and whatever. He didn't care. He lived in L.A. He's he took advantage of all of us. You know, <laughs> I love the guy, but it was me that was gonna have to move. And um, so <laughs> they uh, we put it up and 
on Facebook and share it, you know, from Vimeo. And I, I go to bed and it's like got like 300, 400 views. I'm like, eh, whatever, man, fuck. Go to bed, uh, wake up in the morning, and like the first thing I do did was like check the view count. Like, did anyone watch this motherfucker overnight? It said like it said like seventy thousand views. I go, what the fuck? I refresh it. It said ninety five thousand views. Wow. So I just re- fucking refreshed it just People now. People are watching it fucking live. in real time. Like yeah. they're watching it right now. You yeah. know. So I I refresh it again, and it's got like you know it's just ex- exponentially rising. And uh, so I, I go to another web page, or I, I go to Gmail and I like write Rick a comment. I'm like, you see what writing him an email? Like, you see what the fuck is happening? Then I go back to Vimeo, and I go to refresh, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I realize I'm I'm not on my profile on Vimeo. I'm on the front page, and our videos on the front page, because they used to have like a thing on Vimeo. They probably still do like a the creators. They they the people at Vimeo curate what to put on the front page. And I guess they had somehow seen it and put it on there. Then the crooked news media, the fake news media, (laughs) the biggest fucking liars in this whole thing, they fucking just run with it. They just start going, new LCD sound system video uh, comes out today. It will be the band's last music video as they're breaking up, blah, blah, blah. Whoa. And so immediately I start sharing the screen capping and sharing those fucking articles because then like then all of a sudden everyone on my Facebook feed sees that spin and Rolling Stone and there's nothing in there that says it's spec or that these two guys made a video you know and the blah 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 they didn't know what was going on they just thought it was real and I think it's because like the production value was pretty decent for a spec video and uh, so then yeah I mean that happened and then it's funny because then I, I got a lot of fake uh, cred out of that too because it, it wasn't ever really a real LCD sound system video but <laughs> they were nice enough they never got it yanked yeah yeah you know I think I'm sure it still says official on it doesn't it say like official probably yeah. not on ours no you know because we were just trying to play nice and not because you would have to license that music from them to put for me to make a video and then put it on YouTube. So they never like fucked with us for that. So maybe they were being cool, but yeah, then and then people people really got the wrong idea about me <laughs> at that point basically and started attributing a lot of success that wasn't there but kind of there. Yeah, fucking South Park Mexican. Yeah. Fucking goddamn <laughs> LCD did. sound system. Uh Someone- was it UGK yeah, UGK, yeah. Paul Wall. Paul Wall, yeah. Well, I... Uh, it, it's That's a, you know, definitely a local hero at this point, you know. But I'm assuming this video really... Uh, did it open some doors, give you some opportunities? Yeah. Okay. One interesting thing that happened from that was uh, the Messina group, who is out of Houston, they're involved with the rodeo and stuff, but they, they managed Taylor Swift. Mm. I knew someone who worked for them. And they fucking emailed me one day, and they were like, dude, Taylor Swift was... I just heard a fucking conference call with... Uh, I can't remember Messina's first name, but I just heard a conference call, and Taylor Swift is telling them to watch your video and saying it's her favorite music video she's ever seen, and she wants that guy. At this point, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I, I, like, I'm just like, in my head, like, my life is about to get good, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. all the promises of the young, you know, that I had to myself are going to come together. And then uh, I, I, the Messina group, they, uh, they contact me and they're like, 
yeah, blah, 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 you know, she likes this video. But first we want you to do a video for, he had two sons who were in a band here in town. I can't remember the name of it. Then they, they but yeah, it, it didn't work out well. The band sucked. I didn't even end up making the video because I was like, I've got to follow something that was pretty decent. And I just, that kind of fell by the wayside. And then I saw when I moved to LA later on, I saw Taylor Swift at a, at a, uh, garage it was not a garage it's like a big outdoor thrift shop with vintage clothes that they used to do not far from my neighborhood and i saw her and uh this was it had been years elapsed since the video but uh i saw her and i was like ah just leave her alone but there was this part of me like you gotta go up to her (laughs) maybe she still remembers that video you know yeah yeah. and uh, i went up to her and i was like hey i know it's weird you don't know me and then you know her giant security guard like (laughs) grabbed me by the back of the neck she was like, oh, it's okay, you know? And I was like, I made this video, and, like, uh, you were managed by the Messina Group, whatever, and, you know, I think uh, you had said something about liking it, you know, and blah, blah, and she, she looked at me. It was, like, very compassionate but also very confused. <laughs> but, you know, this was, like, such such a, a time it elapsed that, like, her life had gotten so crazy. Like, she didn't fucking remember that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I had to try because, sure, like, yeah, then, yeah. It, you know. Are you older than Taylor? Are we older than Taylor Swift? Probably. Yeah. So. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So much had already happened in her life as she was yeah. blossoming. Yeah. She's a beautiful young lady. But she missed out the shot to work with me, so. Yeah. That's her bad. <laughs> was it Was it her fault? No, it was my fault. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so, so just compassion and. Yeah, she was kind of very, like, understanding and sweet and just was, like, kind of like, oh, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I, I kind of remember. But, like, it was really, like, uh, probably in her head all she was thinking is, like, what is this creepy man talking? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, there, it's not. If, I think it would have been different from you. <laughs> if, if I had, if, like, I had been somewhere where she was at mingling. Yeah. It would have been a lot different than if I approached her. Like, she was being followed around this fucking place by people. Yeah, you know, she could have thought I was like the guy that shot John Lennon or whatever. You know? You're just offering this obscure. Yeah, it was it was weird. Well, what do you do now? Nah, I do a lot of things, man. But my primary gig is I, I work at PBS. That's awesome. Yeah, I love PBS. Every, every, everybody should love PBS. It's yeah. a change in scenery. From what I'm used to for the last 20 years, but uh, you know, how was uh, you? How long did you live in LA? Not long, like maybe a year and a half. Like uh, I was working on cool stuff. Um, I was meeting cool people. Uh, Tommy Wiseau being one of them. I had a very close relationship with Tommy Wiseau, <laughs> and I think it's because my name is Mark and. Uh, that really i think that's a big part of it but also he's he's so weird he didn't open up but i mean i traveled with the guy it was creepy and uh worked with him a lot and uh andy dick uh i was good friends with andy dick i pretty much went to la and hung out with like hollywood's like (laughs) nobodies you know what i mean like people that are hey how is andy dick after the whole new orleans thing 
Oh, was that him getting his ass kind of uh, swung around the other day or something? Swung around? No, somebody just came and like clocked him. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was like he's always two getting or three in fights and shit, man. No, he's, he was just like standing there. He's like on his phone, and someone just decks him. Yeah, he probably like, spit on someone before that. He's got a problem <laughs> with spitting on people. He mm. would like spit on folks a lot. Jesus, not the thing to do when you're a string bean. It was funny. <laughs> I went to a, he invite. I came over to a party at his house one time, and he. Uh, he wasn't allowed in. He had a wife and kids. He wasn't allowed in the house after 9 p.m. So he had a tr- like a airstream that he had to like live in in the back and like party in. And then he wasn't like they would lock him out of the main house like you know after that. And uh, so there was like a bucket you could pee in, or like you, he'd tell you to go outside. He lived in Topanga Canyon, which was like out in the kind of the you know the boonies kind of of L.A. But um. Yeah, it was nice, but there I I hated it out there. Everyone's, everyone's. It's just every desperate person from all over the world moves to one city, and imagine what the population is like. You know, everybody's so needy. They're just yeah, they're just you know, it's just all surface level shit. I mean, you mentioned there all these people moving there, and there's like this uh, sense of desperation, right? Like they've, you know, pretty much gonna give this everything they got and there's so much competition and uh, you could say i mean you've been there you said it was like a lot of like people being fake right kind of just trying to fake it to make it seeing if yeah but not like me <laughs> no, 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 no i said you were there yeah you were there yeah you but no it. no i'm saying i did fake it you to internalize make it. everything that's no, the reason you're no, here no i'm today. saying fake no but i meant i meant like i faked it until i made it right yeah yeah but these people they were just fake. I was being real when I was faking it. Yeah, you were. Because I had no resources and shit. You're like, doing what it took to make it yeah, there. These they, people were giving up their sense of self. These people were just like, they, they're they the kind of people that would have sucked Quincy Jones's dick on camera. Like, you Jesus. know, like the Black Boulet. You guys ever heard about that? They, no. They killed Pimp C. He went to, he, Pimp C, a lot of people, a lot of you listeners don't know this. I'm going to let you in on something. Please do, enlighten us. Pimp C went to, I could get murdered for this. Too. <laughs> oh shit! So if something happens to me strange in the next year, I will get revenge. Okay. Yes. So Pimp C went and hung out with Qu- uh, Quincy Jones, and like, there's some like weird thing called the Black Boulet, where like apparently like black men in movies have to wear a dress in one movie, and if you go down the list, it's like, oh wow, they all did wear a dress, like uh, fucking I Will think. Smith. Yeah, I something and Martin Lawrence Smith. wore yeah. a dress in a movie, and Tyler Perry, and it's like some weird thing. And then like apparently uh, they make you suck Quincy Jones's dick on camera as like leverage. But then after you do that, like they they open the world to you as far as like like Will you know Will Smith fucking gobbled that cock down <laughs> and look how <laughs> good he's doing. Christ, uh, makes sense. It's something about Pimp C went there and like. You know, he said he wouldn't like, garble. You got some sugar in your gas tank. That's what he said to Quincy Jones. I think something like that. Oh, he made a comment on that. Yeah, he, something about the black boulet, and then, then uh, he was found dead in L.A. I think, right? He died in L.A. He wasn't in Houston when he died. I I remember, I remember getting the call. I still live in Houston when it happened, but I I knew the guy who we were about to do another music video with him, and he was like, "Dude, pimp's dead." I was like, "Oh shit!" Wow. And then later on, when I moved to L.A., I had heard. I heard about that. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go down this rabbit hole. Yeah, black boulet, <laughs> man. <laughs> wow. Um, you said uh, doing the whole thing with with like shooting events. Uh, 
whole different vibe, right? When you're actually shooting a, a live event as opposed to something that's scripted, like a music video or a t- TV mm. show or whatever. Did you enjoy that more? Because it was more natural. It's just people having a good time and uh, more of a real experience. Or is that, Was that the beginning of your way back to Houston? Uh, well, I came back to Houston um, because I really don't like production that much. Like in L.A., you have all these people that are like – I was used to in Houston, we would just shoot stuff with our friends. You know, it was just like getting my friends together and we would like make a thing. And then in L.A., it was just very like specialized, like this person does this and this person does this and don't step on their toes and then, 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 then political and fucking like you would like I remember like being on like some some kind of like big like something I was shooting and it was like everyone just was like knives out at each other, you know, it just like wasn't very fun. And Summerfest had gotten a little bit bigger and uh, Omar was like, hey, come back and like, you know, whatever you're making out there freelance, like I'll do, I'll do you a yearly salary of that, you know, but we, we'd like to have you back. And I was like, dude, those are I had so many friends in Houston and just like everyone out there besides Rick was just kind of a fucking a weirdo to me. You know, yeah. how'd you make your transition after uh, Summerfest into PBS or not? Summer, I'm sorry, Free Press into PBS. <laughs> I'm assuming we don't want to talk too much about free press. Well, yeah, that's what you, basically the question you're asking, though, because uh, so we did Summerfest, and then uh, Summerfest was like bought, and uh, we had a big partner that bought it, and uh, they did a horrible job with it. And part of the reason of that was the kind of like the brain trust, as we like to call it at free press. Like we cared about the people who were coming to the events. Like we weren't just trying to sell tickets and shit. So we'd kind of we had been experimenting with like what could we do to make the experience cooler so we were looking at like these people who did projection art to like project on the trees at eleanor tinsley park projection mapping and like stuff like that and it was like kind of early on at that time and uh so after we were no longer a part of Summerfest, um but still free press uh we decided like let's make a festival that we've always wanted to do and that was day for night mm-hmm. and so that was like you know when we created day for night it was like very much like we give a fuck about how people experience this thing like and the basically the demise of day for night is the the idea that you're paying for two different music festivals you're paying to have all this art installed that's expensive as fuck yeah it's like booking a music festival yeah and then you well, book, it should be artists should yeah. be supported and they're not and then so, you then and what was you, crazy too is these you guys these artists were like these were guys who would usually take like a month to set up an exhibition somewhere we they had to come in and set it up in three days wow you know because we were on a timeline thing um but we would we would have this amazing music lineup and then we would have the art sometimes they say like you don't want to be the first person to do something you know it was kind of one of those situations to where we were only selling tickets to the music uh, in theory they're only buying tickets because of the name recognition from the music fest. The art is consequential, like inconsequential to them. But then they would go there and then they started taking selfies and they're like, Oh, these are your coolest pictures I've ever taken. So then it kind of came like a selfie fest, Mm. you know, but it was still a very cool fest. It's the coolest fest I've ever not only been a part of, but like been to, it was cool. It was named festival of the year over Coachella. Damn. By, uh, um, I 
you know, Pitchfork, all these other people, and uh, but it just was like it didn't make any money. So when all that shit happened with free press, basically, like I think if we had been making money, like they maybe would have defended Omar a little bit more. But by that time, like he had sold off so much equity of the festival. Um, and for those of you who are wondering what I'm talking about, you just just look up, just yeah, just Google look it. up Day for Night <laughs> Festival, and you'll see some really cool videos I made, and then you'll see some horrible sexual allegations mm-hmm. that, depending on, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not that horrible to some people, and to some people they're fucking, it's basically rape, but. Do you think this, like, yeah, this was all, like, uh, this is all parallel to the hashtag, me too, huh? Like that was going on at that time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So no, it was at so the there's height. There's this whole yeah. There's this whole cultural just rejection of any kind of. It's like zero tolerance. Fucking. You know, it's uh, it's complicated. I I like I don't I don't like have anything bad to say about me too, but like there's levels of it. You know, there's like Harvey mm-hmm. Weinstein jacking off into fucking plants at two fifteen p.m. <laughs> Like, yeah, who yeah. fucking does that? <laughs> and then there's like, you know, what Omar was accused of, which was like kissing someone. Is this like kissing disease on sorry level? Yeah. It, yeah. Because yeah. I feel no, like. No, I, I, I probably don't want to say too much about it just because like, but it, it wasn't like what I would consider rape. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. I have a sister and shit. Like, I take that shit seriously. Like, I would yeah. fucking murder somebody. But yeah. if someone did this to my sister. I don't think I'd murder him. I, I might just give him a talking to. <laughs> okay. That's kind of how I gauge it. Right. Oh, we took a left turn, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, you're in Houston, fucking uh, PBS now. Uh, yeah. So how? Yeah, that's kind of. You real... just reminded me that it just really scared me about what I said about me too and working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, hey, you know, on the same token, I've been fucking door guy doing drugs all night and made totally inappropriate remarks or try to like maybe push something that you know wasn't there enough and i'm not proud of that but even pbs got caught up in the meat you saw they got oh, rid of charlie rose i had to go Smiley? in one day and they were like we need you to take charlie rose out of every promo i go what hold on hold on but charlie rose is the shit what happened like, with charlie yes. <laughs> what did charlie do did charlie uh, say something charlie okay look this is another one of these kind of gray areas where like yo totally inappropriate if this is true i accidentally called charlie rose matt lauer when this was going on and matt lauer fucking dropped like three weeks later but matt lauer <laughs> he was fucked up he was like locking girls in his fucking oh, yeah, yeah it was can i walk over to that thing over yeah there? yeah walk hey can you bring that back yeah this bring it. yeah um yeah charlie rose uh apparently he was like bringing his like female assistants over to his office and just harrison keeler fuck Oh, that's NPR, though. Sorry. Did he get... Yeah. Really? Yeah. I can't believe nobody gasped at Tavis Smiley. Like, fucking Tavis Smiley. Dude, Neil deGrasse Tyson got caught up in really? that shit. Really? Fucking Did you ever man. see that? Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, was accused of raping someone at, like, his college or something like that. But, Jesus. you know, shit's just flying, and it's like, I love women, dude. I love yeah, women more rape. than men. Yeah, I, absolutely. I like, I'm half a dude like my wife and i we go shopping we talk <laughs> shit on people yeah. i watch the bachelorette and shit and i was like like 
I'm ha- like it's a little much, but yeah, but I watch uh, <laughs> Master Chef Junior with Davy. Yeah, you know? and uh, but but also the idea of like believe all women is kind of fucking crazy because I've known a lot of women, and a lot of them are crazy manipulative liars. Oh, absolutely. Because what happens is like you know with the boys and the girls, they used to fucking fight when you're a little kid. You fight. Yeah. But then there becomes this point where the man gets like the larger frame and the advantage, right? Sure. And that's when the woman learns the trade of like I'm gonna fuck this guy's head up. You know what I mean? Oh, and like fuck yeah. There's like women who lie, but like not to demonize fucking women because I put them on a pedestal for sure. Uh, but there's definitely a dynamic that I as they're a, still humans. You as know, a, as a <laughs> as like a area manager for a catering company. Now I sometimes feel like I do not understand. Like, am I sexist? Or, or I, sometimes I, I would have to send in the female area manager to deal with the problem because I'm like, oh shit, I'm not, I'm, I am not capable. I'm, there's like a, there's a disconnect here. I'm not understanding how to approach the psychology. It's not the same as mine. So, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're fucking uh, uh, an old archetype. Maybe we're like in the middle of a, a, a shift in a, of the age. Well, there's an interesting thing that used to happen. Like, you kind of see this, like, neo-Marxist wave in America going on right now, especially, like, in the media. And uh, there's something similar that used to happen in communist China called a struggle session. And basically, this was under Mao uh, in communist China. And when there was an enemy of the state, whether that was, like, a Buddhist, like the Dalai Lama or something like that, they would just send fucking 10 people to this person's job they would just scream like accuse this person doing like a billion horrible things right and they're just like at work like you know with their fucking and then like they would have to quit their job and then they would have it it would it was just like a way to get rid of fucking people yeah you know and there's people like harvey weinstein that like dude that motherfucker was getting away with that people were covering up that's for fucked like up. 30 years he was raping people and shit you know yeah, but yeah. there's also like you know there are levels of anyways i think this all started with what did charlie rose do he was like inviting his assistants to his house and he was like getting in his bathtub and then like calling them in to like write notes i don't think he ever crossed like a physical line but he did some inappropriate shit and Keep in mind, Charlie Rose is like a hundred fucking years old. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, that's this does not an excuse. Seem a little Nero-ish, you know. That's not an excuse for bad behavior, but like, also, I've been in. Look, I lived in Hollywood. You don't think, and in Houston, you don't think I've had gay people in the music scene be like, "Oh, I would love to just like," and they would just like tell me in great detail the horrible thing <laughs> to me, the horrible things that they sure, wanted sure. to do to me, right? Their acts of love. And they were in a position of power <laughs> over me. <laughs> yeah. In some of these cases, they were the person yeah. I was working for. Yeah. But I never like my first impulse was never to just to destroy them, or to I was just like, ah, <laughs> okay, that was weird, whatever, you know. Yeah. I tell them to fuck off, you know, or like, yeah. but it's just. Uh, you never told him to fuck off. No, I didn't. I just took it. I, I was basically sexually but assaulted. But isn't, isn't the dynamic different though when it comes to the man and the woman? Absolutely. You know. So I mean, there's a double standard that comes with that. I mean, it is. But like, I also am like around so many strong women that like, there's they would just be like, they I, I don't know like you know there's a conflict here that you feel about the movement. Yeah, I, I think I feel the same. Uh, it's not. It's not that it's it's not that it's something that you 
don't support, but it's uh, I guess it's the extremer side of of any ideology that you I'm go just too down, far in. I'm just down with due process. Yeah, you know, like Omar was never accused of a crime, or it was just like this like social thing that was just like, well, he's got to go. I woke up one morning. It's just like hashtag fuck free press and all this shit. I'm like, oh great, what happened? You know, but you know, uh, I don't. Is the is the scene in music? Is the Houston music scene safe from rapists now that Omar's gone? Like, (laughs) is it a safer place without Omar? The thing about social justice in a lot of cases is that it's not about justice. It's about revenge. (laughs) Hmm. Like, uh, there's like some, there's some component of it, you know, that's just like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that doesn't answer my question at all. How the fuck did you get it to PBS? Oh, to PBS. Um, you just sent in a cover letter. Uh, (laughs) no, I, uh, Actually, uh, I, I had to suck <laughs> off Sesame Street. I had to walk up and down Sesame Street, climb an Oscar's garbage pail, <laughs> let Big Bird just stick shit up my ass. And they told me if I told anyone that they'd ruin my career and I'd never work again. No, uh, I had met the folks at PBS through Day for Night because they wanted to profile uh, some of the artists that were there. I ended up going there like three months before all that shit like popped off with Omar and I mean I didn't even I you just sense a shift I, or I did guess you another want thing to is too is I never witnessed any of this shit like I knew he was kind of like a skirt yeah, but chaser wait a second why were you already ready to transition to PBS before all this because day for night wasn't making any money ah. you know so it was like you saw the, the tea leaves there's a part of me that's kind of like happy that like I was led off by the fucking ear like a scolded child from the music scene because like there is like kind of some there's something so invigorate like it's just like uh, it's addicting like to be around this the shit even though what's funny is I didn't even enjoy it but I was still addicted to it like Oh, that like I'm I'm hanging out with like uh, what I consider a better class of people than myself, you know. Um, and I probably would have kept trying to make it work for a long time, but uh, you know, when it just self-destructed like that, I was like, uh, well, I've had a fun 35 years of fucking around. Like, uh, maybe I should just, you know, I fuck with PBS, dude. Yeah, I, I fuck with, with PBS. It. Yeah. The fucking uh, Ken Burns country documentary. Oh, yeah. That's fire, dude. Yeah, I made the promos is, for that, bro. Did you? Yeah. Fuck. I do promos there, which is great because they... I forgot how much I love Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> 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 for real. Uh, fucking Google goddamn... Um, shit, what was it? Uh, moon, moonlight Yodel. Is that right? Yeah, yeah we... We're not going to Google that. This is Victor's <laughs> podcast. I feel like I, me and I haven't, haven't seen each other in years and years, and so we just kind of hijacked your podcast. Oh, it's yeah, all yeah. good, man, you know, as long as it's interesting. Um, you were talking – well, we are talking earlier. You mentioned now that you have a uh, a child. You have a little baby. Yep. Oh, yeah. Got a kid. That's, a, that's probably the last spiritual waking I had. Yeah. When you see it. You guys want to see it? I have it on – I filmed the birth. I'll you, show keep you. Call, you keep saying it. I filmed the birth. <laughs> no, when I say it, I mean I filmed it coming out of my wife. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. Like it, that's what I thought you meant. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> shot tastefully. Oh, nice. Forty-five of degree angle, dude. 
Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything less, Mark. Yeah. Well lit. <laughs> perfect composition. <laughs> but yeah, I don't even shoot that much anymore. I, I still do stuff on the side. I still do music videos and stuff like uh, on the side. Um, but, you know, on a, on a weekly basis, I, I work at PBS. So that's nice to have like, it's stressful being a uh, freelance. Yeah, sure. You know, you got to make it happen. Yeah. I'm a natural born chiller, dude. <laughs> you know, I never was like the guy who was like, go get her. Like I'll lie. I got no problem lying. <laughs> you need got to go lie. I'll go lie like that. But, uh, but like, really putting myself out there and lying like networking to lie i couldn't do that mm. that's that's a bridge too far for me sure did you feel like pbs was the stability you needed to have a kid was a kid planned oh yeah yeah first try baby Ooh, good job first try wow yeah nice. i made man juice too i got a little boy very good Wailing. <laughs> Wailing. <laughs> Whaling arms. Whaling arms. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a starting pitcher one day. That's the plan. Starting pitcher. You think about the merchandising possibilities of a pitcher named Whaling Arms. You know? Yeah. Hey, but can you put your girlfriend in this for a second? Sure. Uh, you made a face at me and made a really ugly face when I said uh, social justice is not about justice, it's about revenge. And I do feel a little fucked up for saying that. So, what did you say? No, I agree. Oh, you're agreeing? Yeah. I think that's. That's actually facts. really good to get on the record. Then. No, <laughs> I think that, and for those of you listening, my name is Joie. And my Instagram is M-I-S-S underscore C A S T O N, and I model and have a radio show. Anyways, um, yeah, no, I believe it because uh, I don't. I usually don't agree with social justice warriors because I feel like they become the problem. Yeah, they're misguided like white folks a lot of times. I, I feel no. I mean, even like black. I'm black. I'm a. I'm black. I'm a black Hispanic. It's true. LGBT woman. So, um, but. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the times um, black social justice warriors take it too far. And I feel like white social justice warriors uh, try too hard. And both of those two end up becoming more of the problem because they're so black and white or so far left that they start being toxic and being problematic and being um very hard-lined about their opinions and being very aggressive and violent and i'm i'm not with that at all so good yeah violence is bad unless uh you need to use it and then it's good Unless it's self-defense. <laughs> and a lot of people don't know. Most people when they it's funny because Summerfest like people when I would go to the hood and pass out flyers People would just go, yo, you're going to free press. They would just call it free press, the festival, right? Yeah. And uh, so they didn't know it was a paper. And what people don't know is, like I said, it was the, originally a zine that was an anti-war zine about going to Iraq when fucking 90% of the country wanted to go to Iraq and go fuck them up. You know? Right. And it was a social justice paper. Like, we went out and fucking trolled the right every time they had an event. Yeah, Some yeah. of these videos got millions of fucking views. Like, D.L. Yeah. Hughley would share them and shit. Like... We would go out. When you guys go and film like a uh, like people evangelizing about anti-abortion, 
We would go ask That's him stuff. questions and just yeah. fucking, just like masterfully fuck with them. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking, I mean, it was like, there's such like, an. Like the people that have these, oh, uh, they, they go up to people and they're like, oh, Donald Trump said this. And it's like some quote from Hitler or something. And they're like, yeah, I agree. It's like, <laughs> oh, it was okay, stuff like cool. that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, well, I'm glad you clarified that. I was like, oh, fuck, did I seem like an asshole? But. Yeah. We were a social justice paper, which was that was what was so weird to me when like all those people that we kind of represented like just turned on us without even like Duh. being like, yo, is this for real? Like or yo, like, you know, that was just kind of disappointing because like I felt like we were dedicated kind of to social justice. Like I always kind of had this idea like it should be funny and palatable, you know, like it. I would see those fucking crazy communists like screaming on megaphones. We'd go out there, you know, and like, I'd be like, I don't like that either. You know, China is like, they, they try and make it seem like we live in an Orwellian fucking world. That's China. That's how China is an Orwellian world. Like you can't go to this website. We'll bully the fuck out of you. We live in the Aldous Huxley world of like, just get dumb take some drugs let it all let us just take total control away from you while you just are in ecstasy by it you know what i mean it's like very like seductive did you read we no you just like named two out of the three uh anti-utopian dystopian folks it's uh alexander zamyatin the book is we check it out if you're into uh 1984 or uh brave new world Right on. Well, I think we've uh, reached a concluding point, uh, Mark. Thank you for coming on the show, dude. I just crashed it into the wall, didn't I? Yeah, you you can't make uh, Orwellian references. Yeah, and expect to keep the ball rolling. I'm sorry. Dude. <laughs> no, maybe no. we can do a redo one day. I just yeah. feel like there are a lot more questions i have so many questions for you but maybe this could open it up for a second episode but that would only be if the listeners leave comments guys and, and send emails <laughs> and requests guys please i need this please <laughs> hit these let let these fine people know that you liked hearing all this bullshit the dog is not about it the dog wants me to get the fuck out of here dude Cheese, thank what you as that? well. Yeah, of course, Vic, anytime. Or right. at least Monday through you Wednesday. You were a decent co-host. Uh, I'll think about having you back as a co-host. Mm. Fucking outstanding, man. No guarantees, though. I knew you were a fucking talent from the moment I saw you, dude. Oh, come on. <laughs> Love at first sight. <laughs> from the moment you didn't throw him under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Before and after. Well, dude, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I, I like your podcast a lot. I gave it five stars. I appreciate that. that. Yeah. Everybody out there, you hear that? He gave me five stars. You need to give me five stars. Tell your mom to give me five stars. Everybody gives me five stars. Five stars only. Like and subscribe. Good night, everybody. Uh, Or morning, afternoon, whatever.